Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Room 5E3. And today we have a very special guest who's very dear to me because and in line with Teachers Month, he was my teacher. And I now think that I think we're good friends. I'd like to think we're good friends. It, everyone, please introduce Kevin. Hi, Sir Kevin. Hello, good evening, good day to all listeners. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't know if I should call you Sir Kevin ba or Kevin. Kasi si, like, for example, si, Ms. si, si Micah, I call her Micah. I used to call her Miss Francisco, di ba? So well, it depends. <laughs> Do you if want you call me Sir call Kevin, you? that's fine. I don't mind. If you call me Kevin, that's fine as well. It makes me young. Okay, so yeah, I'll Kevin. Or like, do I have like, a, like my batchmates ba? Or like, you have former students who call you Kevin? Um, so far, none. So okay, far, none. But I, but I don't mind. You know, I've realized that it, once you get older, you don't have to be so, um, you don't have to overthink about these titles whatsoever as long as they don't disrespect you, as long as there are no bad intentions about it. Because I've learned when I was in graduate school, I have a professor. Actually, she is my thesis professor. And she would just, you know, um, introduce herself as this name. I won't uh, throw names here. <laughs> no, that's actually so, true. Yeah. Like in the States, like in, in, at least in America, like people don't really, like our, a lot of my professors, they'd rather be called by their first name instead of like Miss, Ma'am, Sir, Ganon, like which is cool because it keeps it like casual and friendly environment between teacher-student dynamic. Yeah. So really cool. And looking at what they have achieved, I think it's one of the things that could make them grounded. That's what I've, what I've thought of. Oh, that is true. Honestly, I have so much respect for educate, like um, people in the education field because like they're like probably the most humble people you're ever going to meet. Okay, that's just me personally. Because like intellect... Well, it depends. Yeah, I know. Like, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Because if it's a you don't know about that. It like depends also. But anyway. Okay, so this, this is a warm up. Just allow me to warm up. I'm not used with these kinds of podcasts. So I'd like to thank dearest Anna for inviting me. So just allow me to talk so that I could warm up, so that I could be casual as well as substantial. Because mm-hmm. I haven't talked for two days. You know, teacher think. <laughs> but yeah um today guys we're actually going to be talking about just like really casual chill questions that students you know would like want to ask their teachers things that students want could never ask a teacher but now we're gonna do it but like in a real like um not unfiltered but unfiltered at the same time so it's like super chill because like you know i didn't even know it's like um teacher's month because i know it was october until kevin told me that it's this month but yeah, from September 5 up to October 5, I think. And then we culminate it during the Teacher's Day on October 5. Mm. Wait, when is Health Month? That's July. July, you know. Yeah, usually July, specifically Nutrition Month. So you're on theme, at least your podcast, if ever you plan to <laughs> upload it anytime. Probably most likely tomorrow. So if you guys are here just today, this is oh, God. Yeah, because like I have graveyard shift. So I'll probably be like not be doing a lot. So I'll do the editing and stuff. But how about your podcast with Dana? Have you uploaded it already? Not yet, yeah, right? I uploaded na. Have I you? What's the title? It. I've, it's, it's I've been listening like... to it. Of course, I have to do my research. <laughs> yeah, the, the last um, content that I've listened to was earlier. What did I mean, you... before, I, before I go to sleep. The first one, 
spontaneity. Spontaneity. Yes. Wow. Okay. Of course, I should do my research. As teachers, you should never enter the classroom unprepared. But it depends. Oh, go ahead. That is true, though. Like, obviously, we got to be prepared in everything. But, so, okay, let's start the chikhan with my very first question. That, you know, something simple. Lang. Um, what inspired you to pursue education? And if you don't mind letting the listeners know, like, what was your course before becoming a teacher and stuff like that? Actually, education was never in my plan. It was never in my concrete um, pipeline, whatever you call it. I just knew that I want to work with a lot of people, specifically in front of people or an audience. So when you were in high school, when we were in high school, rather, we would often ask by our teachers to write, to draw your dreams. And upon archiving over these past few months, you know, it was quite emotional to see my drawings back then that I want to become a performer. I want to become, you know, a singer, an artist. And when I was in fourth year high school, I want to become, I want to become a director, specifically a film, dire- a film director. But when I went to college, specifically, well, before going to college, of course, you have to fill out these several application forms. You have to apply to several colleges. And my first choice was communication arts. And my second choice was really education. Those are just the things that I'm familiar with during that time. Um, communication arts because it would allow me to penetrate the media industry, the creative industry. But I thought this one is quite um, uh, intriguing. I don't know. Um, I have envisioned myself an appealing to that extent. Because I have an idea that enabled for you to join the media industry, you have to be good looking, something like that. That's and another, I think now again, we're dressing. I feel like people yeah. are more annoyed. And the second thought that I had back then is I want to have a long-term and secured career. And I know very well that in media, it's very competitive. I mean, you have to be very creative. You have to know someone in the industry. You have to be famous. Those are my thoughts years ago. And I've realized, you know, guys, you are so lucky because you have this career orientation, career guidance, and career counseling. We don't have that during our time so all we have are just the influences we have from parents from you know from the adults that you know we are that that we have something like that so uh, those were my I mean choices back then and then when I was already in college isn't it just to prolong the story stretch out the story I'm already in the College of Education, and then you have to choose your specialization. My mom wanted me to take up English as my major. I'm not good in English. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm excellent in English. So I took it as part of my assessments. And then my second choice was science. So I didn't pass English because I didn't review for it. I don't know if it was subconsciously or slash intentional. I passed science. However, when I saw the curriculum, I would have to, you know, I would have to, how do you say it? Sacrifice or suffer three hours worth of lecture and laboratory for chemistry, for physics and biology. And I told myself, I'm good at that. So after that, 
I think my my next choice was religious education. <laughs> I don't know how I went to social studies. But my first choice was actually Filipino. But my school doesn't offer Filipino for majorship during that time, during our year. I don't know. So you know, now I've been teaching for a couple of years. Same, same pala tayo ng, ano, ng what we went through nung high school. I think, I feel like, Kevin, like, I feel like you and I, the reason maybe why we have, like, this, like, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like we, we, we have, like, this bond is, like, as friends, like, we connect yes. in so many, like, we, we have this, like, because, like, you're a film kid, you're a performer, you said you want to do acting and stuff like that. You knew me in high school, and that's what I wanted yeah. also. So like parang the fact that you said na parang you know you, you never really planned it. It's exactly what's going on with me right now. Like a lot of the things that's happening in my life right now. Me being in sales, I did not plan that. So it's just like nice see somebody like kind of like went through the same path as me or like having somebody like you go through the same path. Na parang I don't know. It's just like really uh-huh. But of course, you have to, you know, savor, savor the moment. Right now, I'll just think that, you know, as a teacher, I could be the jack of all trades. I could be a director. I could be a broadcast journalist. I could be uh, a creative, a performer, or whatever. But of course, you know, it's different if you were in that age years ago. But I feel like also, like, at that, like back when I was still, like, studying at the school that you're teaching, like... I feel like you were able to, naman, to some certain extent, you were still able to um, practice or ex- like do your acting, directing, you know, broadcast journaling in the sense that you were like a host in like a yes. Like, I, I do speak every day. You know? <laughs> I have I have more airtime compared to the newscasters on the television, but of course the difference is the the scope of your audience. I also want to know like. Because you did mention na nga, na because my question is like when did you realize that you wanted to become a teacher? But you said na nga, na it's like part of like the safe um what you call it like your safe bet lang. But then yes. I want to ask, I want to extend the question and asking like, was there a teacher in during like like that like inspired you? Like, like also also like if if there is a teacher that inspired you like. Did you like learn to understand na the dynamic, like because like as a student, okay, as a student, there are teachers that I feel like you also as a student before you know that there are teachers that are really like, you know, they'd be so annoying, they'd be rude because they're asshole teachers just as much as they're asshole students. So when you became a teacher, did you? A teacher that you found annoying before, and now that you're a teacher, did you understand that teacher? you understood why they did that well back in the days i would maybe because of my you know introspective self i would really understand already their intentions but as a teacher right now i don't really have to you know um, protect what they did especially if it has been um, affecting the behavior of my classmates before I mean, you could control myself. As an adult, I believe that you have to be very prudent about your words. Of course, I would understand that it's part of, quote-unquote, the disciplinary measures that they implement, but I would never understand. I would never 
you know, I would never accept, I would understand, but I would never accept the kind of treatment that they did to their students, especially if it's very, you know, it's, uh, how do you say it? If, if it's grave, if it's uh, worst comes to worst kind of treatment. Of course, I, my teacher, have my own, you know, disciplinary ways. Yeah, I mean, ways on disciplining my students, but yeah. I I mean there are there are teachers I ha- I had teachers before that I wouldn't try to protect what they mm-hmm. did especially if they have maltreated but there are also a lot of teachers who have inspired me to become who I am today for example I have my Filipino teacher back when I was in high school actually diba I said earlier that I wanted to take up Filipino for my majorship it's probably because of her I don't know. She's just so passionate about her uh, about her ways to teach us. She is so so um, eloquent. She is so um, articulate when it comes to you know getting us all the points that she wanted to wanted us to learn. And mm-hmm. I think if I would recall, I also have my grade school, specifically grade four and grade six advisors. Because I went to three different schools when I was in grade school. Grade 1, grade 2, a school in Mandaluyong. Grade 3, a school in Makati. Grade 4, 5, and 6, a school in Makati as well. So I think those teachers, specifically my grade 4 and 6 advisors, have been very compassionate to me. I was, very, I was a very slow student, so to speak. Or should I say I was very dumb? I don't know. Maybe I was just adjusting or maybe I don't have study habits. But when I was in high school, it's just the time that I've realized the importance of education. I don't, I don't have good study habits when I was in grade school. I would usually fail my math, my um, major subjects. So I don't know if it stands out to being stupid, but look at me now. <laughs> No, actually, years ago, I don't share this story a lot to my to my students. But there was one class that you know because we I feel that that class is so special to me. I was able to share that story subconsciously, or I mean spontaneously. So I, I told them that you know what you have right now is not the things that you would be carrying, specifically the knowledge that you'll be carrying in college. So I told them part of my story that I was quote-unquote bobo when I was in grade school. And then I went to a small high school when I was you know, in secondary. And then I think my mom would always tell stories that those were the times that I really excelled. And then it went along until college. I don't know when it comes to master's. So... You know, that's... Okay. Because you know what I also realized? Being... I... As you're like, you know, one of the students that you've handled, one of the classes that you handle, I saw because I'm I'm an observer, okay. So I had to observe and like I also observed the teachers back in like back then. And you know what I like you're one of the obviously you're one of the teachers that I observed. And I realized na parang, you actually you you give people a chance, you give students a chance. Cause like for example, I might cut this out. I might cut this out. But then there was a student that close. And he had this, he had this kind of reputation. A lot of I've heard people, I've heard so many batchmates, I've heard so many classmates be like, shying pinide to be the uh, no, student teacher for the week. And then ako, when, when I saw na ikaw pumili, 
parang actually that's was like I actually found that admirable. I found that noble because like you are being like a teacher hero. Like you are not going by the what do you call it, standard of who to be like the standard student for this um, um, role position. You actually give people a chance. You give students a chance, and I I think that's one of the reasons why I've always also admired you as a teacher. Because hindi ka lang, you know, there are teachers kasi talagang, they play it safe. Eh. They choose the ones that they know will get the job done. And that's okay also a lot of times. Pero seeing you choose someone na not everyone is going to expect, that was like, that's so sweet. That was so nice. You know? Is that is that student from your class or no? I don't think that not that my, from, student from my is class. not. Not from my yeah. class. And, and that student was awarded as the best SCAP. Yes, yes, yes oh. exactly. <laughs> there are, because there are things, specifically characters, that, you know, teachers see that fellow batchmates do not see. And yes. I think that comes with adulting. That, that comes with adulting. That is the wisdom, you know. Say, for you, you are annoyed because of their reputation, because of their character, specifically of their. I wasn't behavior. annoyed. To be fair, I wasn't annoyed. I found it like I found the guy cool. We're, we're friends. We're, I'm cool. I wasn't annoyed. I just heard many people make a comment about it, but yeah. But you know that person, and I think your batch is so special to me. Oh. I think that person is one of the most special students that I have have, but then not had. Because I would consider them as part of my, you know, teacher journey until today. I would message that student on Instagram. Oh, I'm assuming that you that I've also considered your special student because you do message me on Instagram. Despite the busy schedule, you know, <laughs> you just have to manage all of your time or whatever. You know, going back to what I was trying to say earlier, there are things that students don't see in some of their classmates. Maybe they would question, for example, the choices of your teachers. But for us, I, I know that you are understanding it already. As adults, we are we are imbued with wisdom when we decide. Of course, as a teacher, I will not be choosing someone who would be a disappointment. But kita mo, you know, you've seen the result. That student was awarded as the best student teacher for my subject among 11 or 12 sections in your batch last year. I don't know that it was, no, it was a, it was a tough, it was an issue or it was a concern during that time. But I would say it's a good issue. There were just like whispers about it. Lang. Yeah, with rumors. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or something from the grapevine, uh, grapevine rather. I, I mean, sometimes you don't have to explain yourself. You have to let results speak for yourself. Yes, that is so true. That is so true. And look, you know, he 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 was awarded the best student teacher from like comparing him to the list of Anoa. Like, you know, but yeah. It's really to the diligent to the smart ones. The, and of yeah. course, I wasn't the one who chose. I, I wasn't the one who chose. Um, that student but anyway so that said hi i will nitpick on when you said that our batch is your like one of your special batches to handle but i want to ask i want to extend the question by asking would you say you have favorite students (laughs) i do have i have i have favorite students i mean it's fair naman 
Because yeah, we, and it, I think it's pretty really normal. Yeah, but not to the extent. I don't know. Sometimes teachers do not feel it, but students would one hundred percent notice it. And I think I'm in that spectrum that I don't feel it because as much as possible, I want to be equitable. But maybe some of the students are 100%, you know, um, sure that this teacher or that I, I play favorites. But I think it's pretty normal in the same way that us as students, we, we also play favorites, correct? <laughs> but I, I, I'm sure not to the extent, for example, that I would compromise a student just because of that favorite. That's what I, I have been practicing over these past few years. I think it's pretty normal. Why? What about favorites? Because like the topic is like asking teachers, students can't ask. So I don't know. But no, it's normal to have um, favorites. We all have favorites. I have favorite teachers. I have favorite people in general. So I think it's also fair. It's fair to say that you have favorite students and the fact that you confirmed it so and you know i think other students would view it as playing favorites it's because these students are comfortable talking to you and for teachers of course we have our boundaries we set our parameters sometimes we don't want to reach that out to this person who 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 are to these people who are not ready to open up especially for casual talks it isn't isn't it there are students who, for example, would you know go a mile to talk with you personally, casual conversations, and there are students once, for example, you go out of the classrooms who you know would just greet you, and as teachers, we know very well that we don't have to insinuate into their private lives, especially if we know that they are uncomfortable talking about that to us. So that's I think one of the reasons why favoritisms happen in schools. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes it's just like based on perspective. Because yeah, mm-hmm. there I I'm I'm probably one of those students like would take the go to great extent to just like call you from the faculty. I you were like okay, I'm just gonna say you are one of the popular teachers, okay? So a lot of the students would call really? you from the faculty. No. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> are here right now and they're gonna vote yes, they, they know that they're yes. Cause Hello, I would see like dismissal time, like 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 an hour after dismissal time. Now, people, students would still be like calling you in the faculty, diba? Come on, like people like. For or maybe they would they would submit or they would turn in requirements. Yeah, but for some they make chica. I feel like my sister was one of those students. Yeah, and for the information of the listeners, medyo ilalaglag kita dito. Ano was very quiet. She's very timid. Just like what she said earlier, she's just observing you. And then, you know, if you would call her, she would take her moment and then stand up and then, you know, would just recite. I don't know if that's your impression, specifically to all college students, college classmates of Anna. It's so funny. That's your impression of her. And I, I think you've mentioned that you, for example, changed. If that's a change, is that a change? I mean, no, because this is so funny. You set like, up your I- game when you went to states i feel like because like back in high school i feel like when i was in high school i wasn't that close with you because you had parang i don't know like because i saw you vibe more with our other um batchmates and other classmates i was like okay i just like sit there but that's so funny because the other teachers i'm the exact opposite at least 
to what I know from Micah. Because with Micah, I'm like the opposite. Like we were talking about this. I was like, okay, I was doing TikTok live one time and Micah was watching and she was telling the viewers that like, guys, Anu's still the same. She's just talkative, um, hyper. So for you to say that I was timid and quiet, I'd also get that part. Because in your class, I was actually scared of you. You know, you know you have that reputation also of being the Without me trying to terrorize you. I don't know. I, or I'm just trying to protect myself. Well, anyway, I, I have to admit. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, see, you admit. You, you know that you, you, get, you walk into the room and you're trying to... And you know that you walk into the room making sure students are afraid of you. And you did give that fi- vibe on the first day. To some. But because, okay, honestly, when you first... The first time we had a class for our section, that was like grade 10, right? Yeah, then that was already, 2014. My God. My God. and then I handled you again 2016 to 2017 yeah oh my god I handled your batch twice that's why you know your your batch is also special but yeah but I was gonna say yeah the first time I met you I already had like a preconceived notion I already had like um an idea about you because you already you were the advisor of my sister yes and you know me and my sister whenever it's like the first day of school new new year new school year we'd be like oh who's your teacher oh this is my teacher blah 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 and she and then she mentioned you like oh i know sir kevin like he was my advisor blah 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 and then what did he tell you about me i oh ano lang oh he's he looks sabi la sabi lang my sister ko he's he looks scary and strict but honestly pag sa labas ng classroom chill lang siya so So, di ba, first pagpasok mo, parang yung aura mo na na-strict teacher ka. Quiet ka. Poker face. Tapos, tapos sabi ko, tapos parang, parang nag-gets ko na yung vibe. Sabi ko, parang mali ata to si Maggie. But then, but then, I remember Friday class, Friday to eh. Kasi we class on Friday. It was after the mass that we usually have on Fridays. Ikaw yung first class namin. And then, you were explaining something about you and your teaching style. That's random, out of nowhere. Tumingit ka sa akin, sabi mo. You could ask your sister about this. Oh. <laughs> so, ka, ah, okay, okay. Just dun ko parang slowly ko na-realize, okay, baka chill nga lang to, like, whatever. I don't, for some reason, dun ko na-realize na chill lang talaga to. So, yun. But, yeah. But, But, of course, in the classroom, I mean, you have to balance it. It could be fun, and it, it should be fun, and it should be serious as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's so funny. Yeah, I, I, high school me, I feel like high school me, I was quiet, but also, I don't know. It depends on girl on the class that I was with. No, no. I don't know. I don't I know. Think I think so. I think it matters. I mean, the group matters as well. Yeah. Uh-oh. But anyway, I've, I've grown. So if you guys, yeah. know, you know. Especially to your, I mean, if your classmates would be listening to this podcast you know i just have to tell you that the ano that you know now was in the ano that i you know first knew before but of course i'm not trying to lambast or whatever i mean it's part of character development just like myself okay similar to what i've explained earlier i was dumb when i was in grade school but of course i've excelled when i was in college i think it depends on the food food talaga <laughs> Or on the show that you're trying to eat. Well, it depends. It depends on the environment as well. No, I agree. I feel like college also changes a lot of people. I I really think college did change me, especially being in a different country. You know, you get to see two different sides and you get to like know where you 
place yourself and decide to yourself like what kind of person you want to grow as. And I think it would help because you are able to discover some of your characters or traits that you haven't, for example, manifested when you were in high school. And you have these realizations or reflections, for example, when you were in college. Now, I should have found this when I was in high school, but because of several you know, um, restrictions, restraints, you weren't able to fulfill it. But, you know, time will come. True. Um, going back to the question, sort of going back to the question, Kanina, as, you know, you being a student, have you ever, you know, I'm pretty sure you did. We all did. Like, have you ever cheated on an exam? And if you did, what do you feel about that now when your students cheat on an exam? If you allow other students or your classmates to look at your paper, would that be considered cheating? <laughs> <laughs> you, as a teacher, you should answer I'm, that. I'm well, if that's the case, I think that is academic dishonesty. If you allow your classmates to look at your paper. And today, <laughs> I think it... You know how how I feel today. If people or if students, if my students would cheat, of course you would have to direct them to what is right, what is good. You don't have to. You have to emphasize that honesty is not only about these academic endeavors, but it it would go a mile in the future. For some extent, you know, you'll cheat, you'll be corrupt, or you'll, for example, violate other people's rights. Wow, pumutan sa ganon human rights. But, well, if that is your question, I would repeat it again. If you consider allowing your classmates to look at your paper, I would say that I've done that a lot of times. If you ask your classmate during a, during an exam for, for clarification or whatsoever, I have done it several times already. But as much as possible, especially when I was in college, I would really study so that at least I am confident with the with the results that I would be getting from that assessment. And I'm pretty sure that some of you or us have done this. Isn't it we are in a circle and then your classmates would be asking another classmate or would be asking another friend from another section about the test or etc. And then they would have to create códigos for that. It happened a lot of times when we were in college. But I wasn't that student who wouldn't. Oh my God! I don't know if this is correct. I mean, if I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ditching some of my friends. But you know, they would, they, they would discuss that this is what they have heard from another section. Ako, I would listen and I would try to look at it. Saking, I would try to look at it on my notes so that I don't have to rely on my cheat pad or a código during the exam itself. Mm. That's it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, so, like, okay, you know how, like, we have exams, that was, like, yeah. like, final exams, super strict, about Like, my proctor, like, you know, with all the necessary, like, spaces in between and folders. Talking. What if, and let's say, you did see a student, like, show his exam paper anong gagawin mo doon will you, you call out or after class what's your like process there are levels you know first you have to call the attention and second if that persists you have to be within the perimeter so that it would deter the action third you would have to report it already because you have given them a lot of warnings verbal and verbal and etc i think cheating should be penalized 
to the extent that they have not, for example, um, how do you say it? They they have not saved themselves from the warnings that you have given. Have do you believe in ano in public humiliation of a student? No, but I think in some ways I think I have done it. Especially when I was a young teacher, I think until now, until now. So to to ever I've humiliated. If you're listening this, <laughs> pray for me and I apologize for that. Would you correct? Yeah. That's the only thing that I would do. Of course, they would feel embarrassed. They would curse me, but I'm sorry. Hindi lang yung masasabi ko. I don't. I I won't defend myself. I know that it's such a such a not strange but evil act to do i mean at least for my end so all i have to do is to sincerely apologize if ever you're one of these victims so let's pray for each other that's all i could do i i want to defend myself although i've been repeating this okay love and growth love and growth okay so okay why I'm assuming from what you said earlier, because one of the questions is like, do you see yourself teaching forever? I'm assuming no, right? No, yeah. Mm. Of course, as time goes by, your wants change, your career paths change, and your desires in life change. But like, why? Why the school that you're currently teaching at? From all the other, I'm assuming you applied to other. Yeah. Actually, I applied to several schools. Mm-hmm. I think around eight to ten, and just a cuento. Um, of course, we were in fourth-year college when we started submitting our applications, uh, submitting. Uh, I mean, yeah, these applications. And then I went to my elementary alma mater to both get my yearbook and apply. Of course, I have our school in mind weeks ago or even months ago. But when I search it online, to be honest, I find it difficult. On I find it difficult to understand how to apply. Would you submit this um, paper online? And during that time, I don't have this tech savviness in me on how to turn it it again. I mean the app, the 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 form. And then I I was about to go home. I was in LRT MRT, because that's the the transportation. And then I look at the window. I look at the the main road. And then I saw the place. I saw the village, and uh, you know very quickly I knew that this is where our school is located. So I went out of the MRT and then asked and then went to the guardhouse and then asked for directions. And then he told me, "You just follow that guy wearing white. I think he is going there." And then you know, it's the start, and the rest is history. <laughs> you know, but I went through a lot of procedure, so to speak, and it's very difficult to apply as a teacher. I think you would have to be interviewed by the HR. You would have to be interviewed by the department head. By the subject head, and then you would have to um, pass your tests, and then you would conduct a teaching demonstration in front of the class. If not in front of the students, in front of teachers. But luckily for me, I did my demonstration in front of the students. I don't know if it's, it's a if it's a lucky thing, 
because I think it would be more difficult if I would be doing my teaching demonstration in front of the teachers. It's whether they would be passive or whether they would challenge you. Okay. I will I will ask burning, not really burning questions, ha. Unfiltered. Unfiltered-ish. Okay. So, I don't have any idea about this, but <laughs> let's see. Okay. Question. Because the first question I already asked Nina, do you have a favorite class section? Technically. Okay, so yeah. Do you have a favorite class section? I do have, yes. You do? Yeah. Should I name you it? Us, you handled us twice. So yes. it, you say it's the same section. I mean, or different. I'm among different. I mean, you have a favorite for the for the entire academic year. Well, that is quite strange. You have a favorite for a, for that particular week for that particular topic. You know, it sounds so strange. I mean, if they are very engaging, if they submit your requirements on time, if they're very respectful and diligent, those are quote unquote the qualifications for teachers' favorite of the month or of the week or of the year. Okay, parang feel ko alam ko yung section ito eh. Sa batch mo, I don't, I cannot recall it anymore. Fair, that's fair. Okay. Is it true that even the faculty setting, is it like classroom setting? So do there are there teachers that obviously, I feel like there are teachers that have their own friend group and all that stuff, but here's a question. Is there a teacher that you don't like I mean, me uh, like as a teacher, yes, a colleague, yeah, none, none. Okay, so as a person, you, you know why? You know why? Maybe what? it's because of the charism that the company tries to, for example, teach among its employees. And I think one one of the I mean the charism, isn't it? We have our own motto, our own vision and mission, and I think a big factor of the attitudes of the students would have to be the screening process. I think if these employees would manifest or imbibe these kinds of values, they could be you know, strained or they could be um, observed by whoever is interviewing them. That's why once you are, for example, in a specific setup or setting or a place, you try to collaborate with each other. So I don't have someone that I don't like. But of course, there are because madami, eh, there are around hundred of us in one room, correct? And you have to, you know, be, I mean, practical that not all of them, I mean, would be able to reach out to you, or you in return will be able to reach out to them. Like a classroom, like I think it's similar to a classroom setup. You're only forty or thirty in a classroom. But in a classroom setup, there's like so many drama. Like I hate yeah. that in high school. I. There was so many drama that I was like, ugh. So, well, are you saying that in a faculty setting, there are dramas that are happening also? That there that happen? Not that none. <laughs> Wala naman. You sure because, huh? You sure in your life? There are, but I think not that personal. Mm. I mean, for example, how do I explain? Can you repeat your question? Like, because like you said, like, it's just like the faculty teacher setup is like classroom setup. But then I said, like, it's, you know, in the classroom setup, must maraming drama. So okay. we're saying that there are actually drama that happen in a faculty setup. There are. I think there are. 
Mm-hmm. Yon. But just to clarify, in the classroom analogy is because you have 100 people there in, in a year, you have to admit that, for example, you haven't talked with this teacher, you haven't talked with this employee, or you, siguro you, you get to greet them, good morning, hi, you know them, you know, a part of their life. But of course, you have your circles. But when it comes to drama, I don't think that it happens a lot. You know why? Why? Because most of us here, this is the truth, most of us, specifically in high schools and institutions, when we were in college, I think most professors would already try to imbibe us the idea that you are already a teacher. You should act professional. Not only okay, technically speaking, but of course, the values that you would be exhibiting so, doon pa lang, I mean, when you were just in college, you already assumed the responsibility, the character, and the attitude of a teacher. We have a lot of subjects con- con- uh, uh, concerning professional education. For example, we learn about the code of ethics for a SEM. So, at least with these ideas in mind, you get to imbibe how to act as a professional teacher. May mga code of ethics kami as Sam? teachers. And first, eh? Yeah, you study that because those are both based on research and law or laws. Fair okay? enough. And if, for example, the school would start another academic year, we would be reminded. We would have trainings or seminar that would allow us to, you know, to recollect on why we are here as teachers. And I think, you know, dramas would take so much time. There are several tasks, assignments, and duties that teachers would do already. Why would you add drama on it? Diba? Okay. Since, okay. Since we're, we're in the line of um, spectrum of asking if it's a, the student-faculty um, analogy, have you ever had a crush on a fellow colleague, colleague or teacher? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Ah, it's natural. Oh, diba? Fair. I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, you, you face what is Actually, I was expecting that. I was expecting that question, but in other way around. Have you ever had a crush on a student? Okay. And my answer, reflect. Did you? Parang no. I'm, how do you define crush? How how would your generation? That's uh, it's a slambo question, ah. How would your generation describe crush or define crush? Because in your generation, sometimes wait lang. In your generation, especially our students right now, and I think including your batch, you would sometimes define crush as having a commitment. For example, you are already falling in love. With? But for our generation, I hindi ba sa inyo? Well, that's good. But from but my for, my perspective, no, I don't see it that from way. From your perspective, but sa on our perspective, from our perspective, we define crush. For example, if you just admire them, if you are attracted to them physically, if not physically, perhaps some of the nuances that they have. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that's not even an unfiltered question. I provided you with an idea, so. Have I ever had the crush on Actually, I was thinking of if that. our definition is because you find them beautiful, attractive, I would say yes. I mean, you have a bachelorette who looks like a commercial model. No? Mm-hmm. And the I mean, I find that person pretty, but I don't think I have a crush on that person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because I'm, 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 
I'm an arts aficionado. I yeah. appreciate anything that's beautiful. So, parang I thought that person could be a commercial model. And I've been seeing that person online and I think she could become a commercial model. But yung crush, you know, it's how would you define it? Sige nga, again, let's go back. I have a de- the same definition of crush. How do you get attracted? Like somebody you find attractive. Because there's Wala. crush and there's happy crush. I would say a happy crush is kung saan ka kinikilag. But a crush is someone you just like find um, attractive. You know? Happy crush on a student, none. You know why? <laughs> it's obviously wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously wrong. It's unethical. And because of the age gap. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Fair naman talaga. Oo. Any any type of crush on student, I think I didn't experience that. But if you find them attractive to the extent that you want them to become a commercial model, kasi nga, di ba, I want to go to the media, to the um, communication arts when I was in college. So there are a lot of students. Yeah, it's so hard to find. Like, we, we, everyone finds people, attra- like certain people attractive. So I feel like it's a yeah. Okay. I feel like you know the answer to this following question. Do you think your students like you? I feel like I just gave you an answer kanina eh. No. Huh? Really? I mean, I started. You, ha- you have to condition yourself, especially when you are in the field of education. Because it's a long-term job eh. It's not just about a client or a customer whom you, for example, interact with for a couple of hours. You would be interacting with them throughout the academic year, 10 months or 11 months. And I don't want to be that teacher. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I don't want to think that I should be liked by the students. Actually, with the kind of treatment, I'm quite strict. Mm-hmm. I'm quite strict. Yeah. I, sometimes, you know, very... Um, Frank, guys, you and, know, yeah. to give it, um, just let the let the listeners know, Sir Kevin, like back in high school, I don't know if he still does it, pre-pandemic, but when like when we were back in high school, like kunwari, your class is like after lunch, tas na late ka, papapila and kasi labas ng classroom, siya yung tipong na teacher na ganon. I've never experienced that, but then when I see students lining up outside a classroom, automatic ah, okay, Sir Rosita so. Yeah, and do you think that kind of treatment would be likable? <laughs> no, but right now, um, I think you posted about that like recently, like like graduation era, like um, time, like around May, and then like so many people fucking commented and liked and reacted on that post because you're the yung teacher. The meme. Oh yeah, the you meme. <laughs> that was. And, and do you think that kind of treatment is likable? that question, I don't want to assume, especially in the kind of um, spectrum. Well, quite fortunate of me. I'm not, you know, trying to brag here. No, but, but I've perhaps conditioned myself that my obligation is to teach, to touch, and to train students, but not to the extent that, I, you know, to portray yourself as someone who's likable. And worse, to force yourself to be liked by people. That's that's really true. That's yeah, true. I mean, personally speaking, personally speaking. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. Cause like, okay, there. I feel like many people see this, but there are teachers. You know, again, like as I've said, there are, students are just like teachers, and teachers are just like students. And there's there are teachers out there 
who feel na feel na feel nila na pagka popular nila sa students. Like alam nila. Again, the mga I was an observer like back in high school, so I can really see like a lot of people also see that there are certain teachers that they know that they're really good with the kids, like gusto sila. And like for some reason, like I don't know. Parang feel na feel nila and parang nakaka-off yon as a student, as a student nakaka-off yon. At least to me. I don't want the others, but a lot of them. Oh yeah. Because it's fair that you think you you say you, you tell you precondition yourself to not think that a lot of the students will like you that you're gonna be liked. Because that's 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 I think that's how it's supposed to go. Talaga, you gotta humble yourself down, precondition yourself. You know. Um, <laughs> no, that that's actually all of the questions I have for today. But okay, these are super decent questions. Ah. It depends on how you want But okay. Maybe the first two were super decent. Okay. Guys, to that right now, tonight, we are gonna also do a fast talk with Kevin. And it, this, this, these questions, these options are safe options. Okay, sorry. Lights on or lights off? Off. <laughs> okay, iced coffee or milk tea? Super basic, Nana. Milk tea. Okay, USD or LaSalle? USD. LaSalle or Ateneo? Ateneo. Ateneo or UP? UP. UP or USD? USD. Okay. 2017 or 2018? 2017. Mm, <laughs> STEM or ABM? STEM. Okay. ABM or Hume? Hume. Okay. Well, that's the last question. <laughs> okay. Because um, like, last minute, to me, if, if, if I were given more like time, I would have asked more probably better questions. I find better ito, questions. But this The 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 iconic Tito Boy question: Chocolates or sex? Chocolate, because I'm in a diet for several weeks. Wholesome, nagsagot. But okay, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being part of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm hoping CSA students are the ones listening to this. But yeah, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. All right, guys, this is all we have for today. Catch you guys next episode. Paalam!